Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives. This is an up-close look at the students, faculty, and administrators who make your college unique. This weekly show shines a spotlight on the programs and people here at YCP. This week's host is Jeffrey Schiffman. Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives, and today we are going to talk to a pair of people from your college. We are talking with Kay McAdams, professor of history here at your college, and Inez Ramirez, who is the assistant director of intercultural student life. First of all, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate uh, you coming by. Oh, thank, thank you for having us. All right, we're going to talk about uh, the, one of the things that has been going on on the college, and I think it's been kind of quiet, uh, is there's a food pantry. And and uh, and, S and and, and uh, Kay, uh, why don't you give me a little bit of the history of this? And I, I think I know a little bit of it, and maybe I'll uh, interject a question or two. But, uh, give me a little bit about the history of this. Uh, sure. Uh, the, the food pantry at your college actually started in spring of 2016. Our former director uh, really identified the need as many students were coming to our office and told their stories. And uh, I believe at some point, one student was identified as uh, homeless and food insecure, who was uh, pretty much uh, crashing in the parking lot in their car uh, because they didn't have a place to go. So that really became kind of like the light bulb moment right there, that there is this, these issues are happening in college campuses. So we, um, well, the Office of Intercultural Student Life at that point kind of took on this uh, mission of creating some type of uh, a fund to get uh, food supplies, uh, non-perishable items that we can provide to students. And it started really in a shelf, in a closet, in an office. <laughs> I, I, so and, half of somebody's <laughs> office. I think it was yeah, yours, yeah, actually, wasn't yeah. it? I, I was not in that office yet. You're in there now, Because right? I was in the admissions uh, <laughs> department at that time. But now when I moved to uh, to the Student Affairs Division in the Intercultural Student Life Office, that's when we moved to the Office of Spiritual Life. There's a very small conference room that was used at the time. And uh, that's where we establish uh, where we're going to use some of that space for the pantry. So when, then we moved to two, two shelves of non-perishable items. And throughout the years, we have come up with ideas and ways that we can uh, let people know about the pantry and also make sure that if we hear stories about students having food insecurity, what type of things we could uh, add to that pantry to make it work. Does it surprise you that we have this problem? I mean, I, you don't think of a college campus as a place where people would be food insecure. Uh, it, I don't think it should surprise us, honestly. Um, and I think especially as we look at the ways in which families are struggling just to pay for college at all uh, and everything else that they need to pay for, books, uh, fees, all of that, uh, and so what, what we find across the country is that students are having to make choices between eating or buying books. Um, and so, no, I don't, I don't think it, we should find it surprising because, I mean, obviously college is an additional uh, expense. Uh, and I think as well as more um, we, we're kind of changing the demographics of who's going to college, that college is you know, more accessible to people of a range of social classes that we are going to see students who may have come from a background of food insecurity uh, then going to college as, as a way of trying to you know, advance themselves and their prospects in life, but that doesn't mean that they are no longer yeah, food insecure. It seems almost like a catch-22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, it, to me actually it was surprising before I started looking at the data 
um, yeah, it's very uncommon uh, for me, the idea of having a college student that is paying all this money for college that would be hungry. It didn't really make sense to me. But uh, looking at the data, and when I was working in the admissions uh, office, I could see, I, I learned a lot about financial aid packages and uh, what the students actually have to come up with uh, to be able mm -hmm. to attend your college. And some of the reasons why students would not attend your college was because maybe it was just too expensive for them. And um, learning about this financial aid process, I realized that financial aid will help students in a certain way, but it does not cover it at all. And uh, looking at our data, you know, 97% of our students receive financial aid here at your college. So we know that students are not paying out of pocket everything. And on top of that, looking at the data, we also realized that almost 30% of our students are considered low-income students mm -hmm. because they are eligible for the Pell Grant with the federal government. So we know that these students, uh, the government determines that they do not have to pay anything for college because it don't, they don't make enough money for it. So any gap that the students have between all the financial aid and the actual cost of attendance has to come out of somewhere. So that's when students start, you know, most of them will have part-time jobs to help pay. Yeah. They'll have family and friends that will assist them. But then those decisions come up of, okay, do I buy the books for my classes? Mm -hmm. Or yeah. do I have uh, purchase yeah. a partial meal plan? So it really became uh, uh, really we we it was an eye opening experience for me to realize there were so many students in colleges that have the need. We are talking with Kay McAdams, professor of history here at your college, and Inez Ramirez, who is the assistant director of intercultural student life. Let maybe Kay, you can probably better answer this than than uh, than both of us. How does food insecurity affect the student in the educational mm, standpoint, yeah. uh, uh, from an educational standpoint? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think if you can kind of think about how you are as an, as an individual, and if you are uh, hungry or anxious about being hungry, or, you know, even if you're getting, you know, just, you know, just barely enough to eat, or... Uh, as we understand, sometimes these students also face additional uh, kinds of stressors, meaning they, they may be uh, housing insecure or they may you know, come from a, an unstable family. Like all of that affects their ability to concentrate in the classroom um, and to even you know, things like being able to afford supplies, like you know, things that you know, we may not think about. Notebooks cost money and pencils and pens cost money and you know, any kind of technology even that might be required costs money and you know, books cost money. So all of that adds up for students. So I think it's, it's anxiety, it's stress. Um, I was reading a, an interview with a set of students that were in the Chronicle of Higher Education recently and one of the students made this comment that he, he was making a decision between books or food, and he said, I'm going to choose the book because the book will save my life, right? And I thought that was just really a gut-wrenching mm -hmm. um, thing for a young man to have to say because, you know, to him the book was about his long-term prospects, but that meant in the short term that he was going to uh, be malnourished. Um, and so these students are not able to concentrate. They're, they, you know, they feel um, very stressed, you know, they they may be sitting in class thinking, man, I'm in class, maybe I should be at work because if I'm at work, then I can maybe afford, you know, X, Y, and Z. So I think it's just an additional level of, of anxiety and stress that 
is definitely going to interfere with their ability to be as successful as they could have been in the classroom. Again, that catch-22. Yeah. They have to make a decision. And also, because of all the stress of being food insecure and maybe financially insecure, mm-hmm. They may not make it to the end uh, to to the goal line That's when true. the goal line is to go, to graduate. So they've all yeah. they now you know got all this debt and all that yeah. sort of stuff and yeah. and, and, and uh, yeah. not not be yeah. able to. Uh, yeah, do it's that. a huge obstacle to it completion. Is a, it is. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about how people can help. People on the can- college campus can get. Is is there a way for someone to donate to whatever? Yes, actually, we uh, run or stock the pantry mainly by donations. That's uh, the main way that we uh, get uh, food in our shelves. Uh, We also accept monetary donations because when we are running low on some certain items, then we can go and purchase those items uh, from the food bank or from different grocery store. Um, Faculty, staff, even students, and even students that use the pantry have donated a lot of items. Oh, wow. So, yeah. Some of them are like, okay, my food yeah. stamps are not getting here until, you know, next week. So I, I need the food pantry now. But next week, I'm going to bring back something to give back. But uh, any faculty staff can just uh, make a do- monetary donation by just writing a check to your college of Pennsylvania and just put in the memo, the pantry, your pantry. They can drop, a, drop it off in our office or uh, directly to the business office. We do have a pantry account there. That we um, uh, where we have all our donations, but uh, faculty and staff can also bring donations to the intercultural actual actual food. Yep, and non-perishable items, hygiene items too. I think we should mention (laughs) hygiene items are are also uh, something that the food pantry supplies, Mm -hmm. and uh, and a lot of food pantries have really gone into this area as well of of these these more kinds of uh, you know things that are that we still need you know to to be healthy, and so hygiene products are also something that that are taken they have been very well received actually they're the items that ran out the the Mm -hmm. most and the ones that we actually have to go look for let's talk about uh some of the students that are coming how if a student i I would imagine that a lot of these students may come reluctantly uh you know maybe they're ashamed uh what's their what's your message to them we uh keep it very uh casual at the office, we really don't make a big deal of food insecurity. We believe it's more common than people know about. And uh, the the way that the students uh, use the pantry, they can just sign up for a 15-minute type where they can, 15-minute time that they can go into the pantry. You know, nobody needs to see them because it's right in a uh, secure space. They have 15 minutes to shop and take what they need, and all they have to do is just sign uh, and be checked off so we can provide that data to the York County Food Bank, who is our partner. Mm-hmm. But we so you're make get, it very, so very you, Are you getting supplies from the food bank as well? We are. Mm-hmm. We are. We started last year a partnership with the York County Food Bank because we are not equipped to offer students uh, fresh fruits and vegetables and uh, meats or breads because we do not have refrigeration. So the food bank uh, does have those items. So what we do is every week uh, that we have a distribution or a shopping day, <coughs> excuse me, we will go to the York County Food Bank the day before distribution, pick up fresh fruits and vegetables and uh, produce and just bring it to the campus. Chartwells has been very 
grateful to let us use the space in their fridge at the sports stand. So we keep those items there overnight. And then um, the following day when the distribution starts, we put them in a cooler in the pantry so students can supplement all those box and cans items with some fresh produce and breads. So we we, we also want that. them to eat a little healthier too. Correct, though. we do. That, and that's the problem. That's the problem so with problem. non-perishables. Yeah, it's a problem. Is is the nutritional uh, quality of food that's often donated to food banks is and food pantries is n- not something that is really going to nourish a person over the the long term. So this partnership with the York County Food Bank has been wonderful. Are we also getting fruits uh, or excuse me like lettuce or vegetables from mm-hmm. the bio, from biology Correct. from the greenhouse actually here on campus. There you go. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the the biology department has uh, been growing um, I think mostly uh, what do you call um, lettuces, different yeah, kinds of lettuces things, they're yeah. bringing when what they yeah. grow to the bank and they a could lot of get, cucumbers. They could get <laughs> tomatoes from you. I know because. I grow a lot of tomatoes. <laughs> Yeah, and a lot of faculty, uh, some faculty in the psychology department have brought brought a lot of food from their gardens. We had like about 20 different, 20 cucumbers last distribution, and we were able to find them places. Let's talk about someone, a student who is interested in, in getting some of the services. What do they have to do? All they have to do is uh, send us an email to islgp at ycp.edu or uh, give us a phone call and we will sit down with the student and find out what their needs are, let them know about what we offer. And we also have um, a lot of uh, resources from the community. So a student will have the ability to know where in York they can access uh, food when we are closed yeah, or yeah. breakfast or something yeah, on the certainly, weekends. Yeah, yeah, certainly we're really open about seven months of yeah. the year. Yeah. Yes, and now since we are here over the summer, then we also opened the pantry. We started opening the pantry this mm-hmm. summer. We did have some students use it, but uh, obviously not as much as during the term. But we do have all these resources so we can assist the student. If we're not able to help them, just uh, refer them to a place where they can. I, and, and this might be a question that how many are we, uh, to give us a number, are we, uh, are we talking about? <laughs> One percent? Are we talking about five percent? Uh, what percentage of of the students do you think it might be? Um, I'll give you an idea. Uh, we open the food pantry for shopping appointments every two weeks on a Friday, and uh, from nine o'clock to three o'clock, fifteen minute appointments. So there's like what more than twenty five uh, slots right there, and uh, most of the time they get filled. Uh, students will communicate with us and let us know if they cannot make it that day so we can make our other arrangements. So I would say we probably serve every week that we have distribution, probably about 20 students. Now, aside from the shopping uh, appointments, we also have a a lot of items that can be uh, easily microwaved and eaten very quick. So we have what we call the quick picks, which are uh, quick meals that the student can come to the office if they need a lunch or a breakfast at the time. They can, they can come and pick up from certain area, a microwavable meal, a fruit cup, a um, soda or water, a drink, some granola bar, snacks, and then kind of create a, a quick lunch that they can have. Um, so a lot of students will come for that service too. 
I think the, one of the, the great things that has happened at the pantry is going to the shopping model instead of handing them a, a bag of stuff model. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, too, is also catching on in food pantries because it restores you know, some dignity right, and some choice uh, in addition to eliminating food waste um, so that students can then pick what is kind of more in line with their, the, their likings or their dietary needs rather than just simply being handed a bag of food and you know, basically told to eat that. So I think that's been a really positive mm-hmm positive um, development in the way in which the food pantry is distributing food. So any student coming needs to know that, right, that they're going to have that kind of choice um, when they when they come to the food pantry. Kay McAdams, a professor of history at your college, uh, and Ezra Ramirez, assistant uh, director of intercultural student life. Thank you very much. I uh, appreciate it. Hopefully uh, people will hear this. Uh, the donations uh, are obviously key, but also for students who, who, who might uh, be food insecure, that they come in and take part and, and use your services. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff, for having me. Thanks for joining us for WVYC's Perspectives. The program airs weekly on Mondays and Fridays at 9 o'clock. Public Affairs program is also available as a podcast at wvyc.podbean.com. Jeffrey Schiffman serves as the Executive Director of Perspectives. We hope you join us again for this in-depth look at the York College community.